If you've been sitting with questions on how to find meaningful and fulfilling work, and you work in a corporation or a company, this clip may be helpful. You know, there's a lot of discussion these days in C-suites and executive leadership conversations around the importance of companies having what's known as a purpose or a mission statement. A lot of times, companies can spend a lot of time and energy in crafting these purpose statements, which are basically a statement that says why a company exists, what, what is its mission in the world. And sometimes these are found in employee handbooks or on a plaque on a wall. I think we're all familiar. Most companies do have something. And I think it's also accurate to say that for most employees, there doesn't seem to be a lot of connection between what they do in their lives and a company's purpose or mission statement. And I think it's time to get honest and real about what's going on and what the motivation is for these mission statements. I think the, the logic goes something like this, that companies want to develop a greater awareness of their impact, the reason for being in the world. And by clarifying these purpose statements, um, the, the thought is that it would then clarify everyone who works for that company's role, that everyone in the company would have a role towards moving and contributing towards this mission statement. And in fact, I think the hope is even that people would feel inspired and find their own sense of purpose in their jobs as part of this overall company's mission of being, uh, of, of reason of existing in the world. And I think it's also fair to say that many of the employee satisfaction surveys that are coming out year after year, it's been consistent for a long time, that most employees feel rather disengaged with their employer. They don't always find the meaning or the fulfillment that they would want. And I think it's also fair to say that most humanoids do have a desire to do work that is meaningful to them, that's fulfilling, making a difference. So what do we do about this, this gap? And I was speaking with a colleague who does a lot of executive leadership, and I was asking him about this. And what I said was, you know, I've looked at 50 of the top uh, Fortune 500 companies' mission statements, and I noticed that in almost all of them, there's no real reference to the people who actually work in these organizations as being part of the mission. And I posited that, isn't it possible that one reason why a business exists is for the people who are in the business? It's not the only reason, but doesn't it make sense that the reason for existing of a company's reason for existing might include the people who are actually doing the work in that business. And my colleague laughed at me and he said, Oh, Adele, don't you know, purpose statements are for the owners of the company, not the employees. In fact, employees shouldn't expect to have much of a purpose statement because they are, by definition, employees. 
meaning that due to the nature of the employer-employee contract, an employee is someone who has agreed to, to work under the guidance or instruction of an employer. By doing so, they have agreed to um, surrender or reduce some of their natural agency and freedom of choice in exchange for stability, a paycheck, a salary, that a lot of the risks that come from running a business are offloaded to the owners. So employees have exchanged a lot of their natural movement of what they might prefer in exchange for security, stability, etc. And I thought that was a really interesting statement because if the expectation is that employees are supposed to be somehow excited and inspired by these company mission statements, but the mission of the company does not include them, it's no surprise that they feel a little bit disengaged. Now, I, in fairness, I think many companies are trying to create workplaces that, that create more meaningful work, that uh, are able to allow people to express more of who they are, that it's better for the company, it's better for the employees, everybody's happier. But we are working with, within a, a, shall we say, an, an imbalanced um, structure by design. And in my work with, gosh, hundreds of, of corporate uh, employees and leaders, I've noticed that there is a natural tendency that once people reach a certain point in their career, um, I consider it the natural course of events. There's a certain awakening. It's a spiritual awakening um, that says, I want more. You know, and maybe well, many times people have been very successful at what they do, but there's a feeling of, this is not fulfilling to me. There's no meaning in this. I, I'm, I'm not feeling my purpose in the expression of my livelihood. And I would really like to because life is short and we get one life and I want to tap into more of my full potential. And when this feeling creeps in, there's a, there's a feeling of dissatisfaction. Sometimes there's a, a confusion because I worked so hard to get here. I did all the right things. Why am I not enjoying this? And this feeling can go on for a very long time, actually. It sort of haunts people. And I, I basically tell folks, hey, you're not crazy. This is, this is natural. And at this point, once people feel like, hey, I really want to explore what's going on with me, um, Sometimes people are thinking, hey, I want to run my own business. I'd like to leave this corporate setting where I can do something where I can have free, full agency in my full potential. I want to make decisions. I want to express myself and my talents in the world in a way that's meaningful to me and earn a living doing it. And by doing so, um, I realize that that's, that means I take on all the risk that an employer used to absorb for me, although we know that there's no such thing as permanent employment anyway. Companies let go of employees all the time. So there's an illusion of stability, but perhaps going out on their own brings up a lot of fear. Would I make any money? Oh my gosh. And that can be a very stressful arc of development from moving from corporate 
to becoming an entrepreneur. And in my work with clients, I've noticed that the problem is not so much skill set, although there's a whole bunch of new skills as an entrepreneur that need to be absorbed. What I've noticed is more difficult is the inner work, the journey between an employee mindset and becoming a business owner, a leader. Because without doing that inner work, people tend to sort of just bring over whatever it was that they were carrying in employees and just, you know, bring it to their their businesses without taking a look at everything from responsibility, fears, limiting beliefs, um, assumptions, um, taking a deeper inventory of what they're naturally good at, what they're not good at, managing time, overwhelm, overwork, frustration, uh, setting goals when you're the one, you are the boss. And some days you are the boss and some days you're the employee of yourself. And it's a, it's a very rich journey. And I also notice that this, the assumption seems to be I either stay in this employee contract where my influence of what I can do might be narrower than I would like, um, or I leap off and uh, start my own business. Not everyone is designed to be an entrepreneur. And sometimes people don't know. Um, it's, I think sometimes there's an assumption it's either becoming a corporate employee or running your own business, and not everyone is happy being an entrepreneur. And so there are other ways people can find fuller expressions whether it's a nonprofit or um, some of my clients have found their jam in small startups where they have much more freedom and agency and are able to make decisions. And if the agreement with the owner allows for more expression, great. Um, or, or they're partnering with somebody. Not everyone is destined to be a solopreneur. Some people are happiest working with a partner. And so there's a lot of inner exploration. Who, who am I and how am I happiest in this world? Because I have one life. I've got a bucket of skills and my spirit wants to express itself. I want to see what I can do out there. And work and livelihood is one of the most important places where we focus our time and energy. It is a spiritual path, just like relationships. Most people want to spend their time and energy doing something that they find fulfilling, enjoyable, impactful, sustainable, and can pay the bills and earn a living. So I do believe that the nature of work is starting to change because a few decades ago, work was considered work. People didn't really look for the fulfillment that they are looking for now. There's a greater awareness. I think this is part of the evolution that's happening. That where people focus their time has to mean something. Um, and this is why I think um, we're seeing a shift in the marketplace, especially after the pandemic, where people have had some time to think about what they're doing for a living. And they've come to realize that what they assumed before is no longer the case. And this is normal. I don't think most people are designed to do the same thing for three or four decades. Um, now people, I think the latest stats are people can go through five or six or seven or, or a dozen jobs in a lifetime. 
We're always remaking ourselves. And so there is more of a craftsman mentality of, you know, what do I enjoy? What am I good at? I am, I am my own personal brand out there, even if I do work for a large corporation or a small startup where I run my own business. Wherever I go, there I am. So I need to know who I am. So this self-discovery process is something that I specialize in with many clients that have achieved a certain level of success or they're no longer feeling the excitement or the fulfillment that they might have at one time. This is normal. It's a normal part of growth and maturity. And I've helped many people make a successful transition between what they were doing into something much more fulfilling, expressive of their true self and making a difference in the world and being able to earn a living doing it. Sometimes people want to be coaches. I'm very good at mentoring them in that. Other times people are looking for a different creative expression of who they are. There's so many opportunities that once people realize that there are many ways to have this thing called a livelihood, that the older models are, are changing. And that's, it's an exciting time to be part of humanity. Um, doesn't mean it's easy, but it's sure exciting. So food for thought. I hope this is useful. And if you'd like to talk to me about where you are on your journey in finding your uniqueness, your special sauce, who are you in what you want to contribute to the world in a way that feels so good to you, give me a shout. Thanks.